Hi, my name is Kendall. I'm a nursing student in McKendree and I'll have my bachelor's degree in May. I work in a small town ER that serves a population of about 10,000 people. I treat patients that have been in motor vehicle accidents, had trauma, heart attacks, broken bones, bumps and bruises, and the common cold. What people probably don't think much about happening in the ER is someone that presents with depression or suicidal ideation. It occurs more than you think, and on a regular basis, someone presents to the ER for depression or suicidal thoughts. As a college student, you have probably heard that these years are supposed to be the best years of your life, but what happens when it isn't? A new environment creates new challenges, adjusting to your independence, being in an unfamiliar environment, increased academic stressors with the stress to succeed, different social networks, and separation from parents can make the transition as a college student not as exhilarating as you planned. These lifestyle changes can leave you feeling lost, lonely, anxious, depressed, or even suicidal. The stigma of mental health makes it difficult to ask for help when you have these feelings. People don't want others to know their emotional state and fear that they may be discriminated or retaliated against. What everyone needs to be aware of is mental illness occurs in one out of five adults and help is available. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, depression is defined as persistent sadness and irritability. One out of every 20 people suffer from depression. If you think about a 1 in 20 statistic, that is one person in each of your classes, one person on your athletic team or in your club. Mental health issues have been linked to race, ethnicity, gender, age, income, education level, sexual orientation, and geographic location. Anyone can suffer from depression. When someone is depressed, they are at an increased risk for lower workplace productivity, absenteeism, unemployment, and perhaps suicide. A person is considered depressed if they have five or more signs and symptoms of depression occurring for at least two weeks. Criteria includes feelings of sadness, hopelessness, loss of interest in activities, changes in appetite, changes in activity, changes in sleep, feelings of guilt or worthlessness, difficulty concentrating, or suicidal ideation. Depression will more than likely cause disturbances in normal daily activities. The National Institute of Mental Health reported depression is the most common health problem for college students. Depression is a medical illness that can be treated. Most college campuses, including McKendree University, offer free or low-cost mental health services to students. If not treated, depression can worsen and lead to other health problems. Suicide is defined as a death resulting from the intentional act of killing oneself. Suicidal ideation is planning or considering death or self-injury. Among college students, depression, stress, and weight issues have been positively correlated with suicidal ideation. Depression, anxiety, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder are the most common mental health issues in students. College counselors have stated an increase in students with mental illness. Students that reported depression had doubled, and students that reported suicidal ideation have tripled in recent years, with many students not reporting depression or suicidal ideation. Counselors can refer students to a physician for medical evaluation and treatment.
According to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. Each year, over 44,000 deaths occur from suicide. For every suicide, there are 25 attempts. And on average, there are 121 suicides a day in the United States. Men are three and a half more, like, more times likely to die by suicide than females. College students are vulnerable because suicide ranks as the second leading cause of death for 15 to 24-year-olds, leading to over 1,000 deaths a year. According to the national data on campus suicide prevention, suicide rates peak among young adults ages 20 to 24. One in 12 college students will make a suicide plan. There is no single cause for suicide. But suicide occurs when stressors exceed a person's coping abilities, making college students vulnerable. If someone has anxiety, substance abuse issues, or eating disorders, they are at an even greater risk for suicide. Other risk factors include a diagnosis of other mental health disorders, substance abuse, chronic pain, stressful life events including loss of a job, divorce or death, bullying, unemployment, access to firearms and drugs, previous suicide attempts, or exposure to suicides. A change in behavior or new behaviors is a concern and you need to be aware of warning signs in an individual presenting with a mental illness. Warning signs of suicide include listening to a person if they are talking about killing themselves, feeling like you have no reason to live, feeling as a burden to others, feelings of being trapped, or if you are experiencing extreme pain. Behaviors to observe in friends and family are increased use of drug or alcohol use, acting recklessly, aggression, giving away of personal items, isolation from family or friends, sleeping too much or being awake for too long, or withdrawing from activities. Mood changes include depression, irritability, anxiety, and loss of interest in doing everyday activities. You might think it is easier to withdraw from the world, skip class and stay in bed, drink a little more, or pop pills to take the pain away. These are not healthy choices and make depression worse. You need to find someone to talk to, make them listen, or find someone that will listen. The most common barriers for college students that prevented them from seeking treatment for depression or suicide included the belief that help is not needed, lack of time, preference for self-management, and stigma associated with mental illness. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services goal is to improve mental health through prevention and by allowing all individuals to have access to mental health services. Healthcare professionals use a combination of primary prevention, which will educate and promote awareness, secondary prevention, which detects and initiates treatment, and tertiary prevention, which will manage and improve quality of life. These preventions are necessary to assist in reducing suicide and depression rates for college students. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Healthy People 2020 have objectives relating to suicide and depression about college students that include reducing the percentage of individuals with depression and suicide, increasing the amount of depression screenings completed by primary care providers, and increasing the number of adults who receive treatment for mental health disorders. The target goal is to improve in these areas by 
to decrease the number of adults 18 years and older that are affected by suicide and depression. Students need to be aware of the signs and symptoms of suicide and depression and be able to utilize available support resources when encountering an individual dealing with a mental health crisis. Campus counseling, peer support groups, and suicide prevention programs are available for students. 60% of adults with a mental illness did not receive help within the previous year. Students need to speak with parents, family or friends, helplines at 1-800-272-TALK. They may call 911 or see mental health professionals. Continuous education needs to be provided to the community to decrease the stigma of mental health and know that it is acceptable to ask for help. County health rankings factors play a role in healthcare because there is a need for the population to be properly educated to promote better health outcomes. College students need to be aware of available resources so they may choose life instead of suicide. The stigma associated with depression is that most people think that it will never happen to them, that the person is weak or something has gone wrong in their life. The thing about depression is that society is uneducated on the topic. If they can't see it, they don't understand it, so they don't believe that it is happening. It's not something you see on social media. You don't post your depression on Facebook. You don't share it on Twitter. It doesn't pop up in your newsfeed. Education is key in preventing suicide and decreasing the stigma of mental health. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is trying to break the stigma of mental health to decrease suicide by 20% by 2025. According to Mayo Clinic, stigma occurs when someone is observed in a negative way because a distinguishing characteristic is viewed as undesirable. The stigma related to mental health can deter someone from seeking help. A person may feel as though they will be discriminated against, bullied, or harassed if others are aware of their illness. Stigma may make a person feel isolated from family and friends and make them feel like they cannot improve their situation. Mayo Clinic advises seeking treatment to identify what is wrong and educate yourself about the illness. Difficulties of mental illness include family and relationship conflicts, social isolation, drug and alcohol use, absenteeism from work or school, financial problems, unhappiness, weakened immune system, heart disease, or other medical conditions. Educating family, friends, or peers can reduce stigma and allow them to be supportive of the person seeking treatment. Mental health stigma may prevent a person from seeking help and can leave them feeling more isolated as they experience rejection from peers. Females are twice as likely to seek mental health services than males. Barriers that prevent individuals from seeking help include the desire to fit in and not be discriminated against and be considered weak or dangerous by peers. The stigma of mental health may lower an individual's self-esteem and can lead to social exclusion with peers. Healthy Illinois 2021 have measurable objectives to improve areas of mental health with the goal of improving the opportunity for individuals to be treated in the community instead of hospitalization and increase mental health literacy to decrease the stigma of mental illness. Suicide is preventable. Learn something, do something is an initiative that brings awareness to suicide. After a person is educated on suicide, the website promotes taking your knowledge to educate others. 
There's something reported suicide rates are higher in the spring, and on average, one person will commit suicide every 16 minutes. There is one suicide for every 25 attempts, and about two-thirds of people are suffering from depression at the time of their death. One suicide affects at least six other individuals. Suicide leaves family and friends feeling confused and with guilt. The patient health questionnaire assessment helped determine if a person is struggling from depression. The questionnaire includes 10 questions about activities over the last two weeks and is evaluated with answers from not at all, several days, more than half the days, and nearly every day. The questionnaire is scored by adding the number selected in each column. Depression severity is rated from minimal depression to severe depression. The U.S. Preventive Service Task Force recommends screening for depressive disorders ages 12 years and older. During a hospital ER visit, the nurse should ask you if you have any, had any depression during the last two weeks. If the answer is yes, they will continue with the depression screening to see how the, severe the depression is. I would like to go through the health questionnaire now. You will need a pen and paper to keep track of your score. Your answer should be about how you have felt the last two weeks. If you think to yourself, not at all, you would score zero. If you say several days, you would score one. If you responded with more than seven days in two weeks, you would score two. And if you think nearly every day, you would score three. The same scoring method will be the same for every question. You will need to keep record of your score. I will give you time before I start to get a pen and paper. The first question is, in the last two weeks, have you had little interest or pleasure in doing things? Is your answer not at all, several days, more than seven days, or nearly every day? Question two, have you felt down, depressed, or hopeless? Question three. Have you had trouble falling or staying asleep or sleeping too much? Question four. Have you been feeling tired or have less energy than normal? Question five. Have you noticed a decrease in your appetite or are you overeating? Question six, have you been feeling bad about yourself, feeling like you were a failure, or let yourself or your family down? Question seven, have you had trouble concentrating on activities like reading the newspaper or watching television? Question eight. Have you been moving or speaking slowly or the opposite? Have you been fidgety or restless that other people have noticed? Question nine. Have you had thoughts you would be better off dead or had thoughts about hurting yourself?
The last question pertains to those that said yes to any of the above questions, and it is how difficult have these problems made for you to do your work, take care of daily activities, or get along with other people? Answer this question with not at all, somewhat difficult, very difficult, or extremely difficult. This question does not require a zero to three response. You then need to add the scores together. If you score a one to four, you are minim minimally depressed. A score of five to nine is classified as mild depression. A score of 10 to 14 is considered moderate depression. A score of 15 to 19 is moderately severe depression. And a score of 20 to 27 is classified as severe depression. There are resources available to help prevent suicide and assist with depression. One resource is the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, which indicates protective factors to help people from committing suicide. Effective behavioral health care, family and community connectedness, coping and problem-solving skills, increased self-esteem, and personal beliefs result in decreased suicide rates. People need to be aware of warning signs to help those dealing with suicidal ideation. Education is provided so individuals may stay with the person in trouble and assist in seeking appropriate health care. <clears throat> Another resource is the Crisis Text Line. It is a confidential service that offers 24-hour support and information for individuals in a crisis. To initiate a conversation, you text the word hello, start, talk, or Steve to 741741. After receiving two automated responses, a crisis counselor will provide support based on your responses. The counselor will listen and help the individual sort through feelings by asking questions until the counselor and individual feel a calm, safe place has been reached. A crisis counselor may not give medical advice, but may offer a referral to the individual seeking help. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline offers 24-hour free and confidential services for people in distress or crisis. The website provides information on how to receive help and provides education on how an individual can help prevent suicide. The number for free and confidential help is 1-800-272-TALK. McKendry University defines a mental health crisis as considering hurting oneself or someone else, having a recent trauma, assault, death, hearing voices or having visual hallucinations, or an increased use of alcohol or drugs. If signs of crisis occur, one may utilize the same-day counseling services offered on campus. The number is 618-537-6503. If it is after hours, public safety may be contacted at 618-537-6911, and a therapist will be notified. Counseling services are offered for eight sessions a semester. Sessions are confidential unless there is a risk of harm to the student or community. Referrals are made for long-term services. Anonymous report forms are available if a student has concerns for another student. You might be sitting next to a person in class at a sporting event or in a restaurant who suffers from depression or has been having suicidal thoughts and you would never know it. 
you may be the one suffering. Please know the signs and symptoms of depression and educate yourself on the resources available so you can help save a life. You can decrease the stigma of mental health. Suicide is preventable. Don't wait until it is too late to help someone. Don't say I'll deal with that later. Later may be too late. Talk to someone, whether it be a friend, family member, counselor, police officer, go to the ER, or call or text a confidential hotline. Asking for help is the first step. If you are concerned for someone, reach out, make the anonymous report to campus counseling. Stop the stigma. Stop the silence. Talking saves lives.